Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm R. Brandon Long. And I'm Todd Oberndorfer. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, I was listening. Wow, that was so good. The greatest co-host in all the land, Todd Oberndorfer. We are host for the greatest podcast in all the land. I want to introduce our guests this week. We have in studio from Bingham Cyclery, Jackie Baker, Marketing Director. Jackie. Braden Brown, um, mechanic extraordinaire. What's your official title? The store manager. Store manager. Store yeah. manager was mechanic, and now you. Right. Okay, that's right. Yep. We'll 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 lock that down here in a minute. Uh, Joel Kitamura, artist. Artist. Art teacher. Art teacher. You want to expand on that? Like pro. Uh, high school. High school art teacher. <laughs> okay. High school. Again, and one of again, our newest Angel. members of Ogden City's Arts Advisory yes. Committee. Yes. Thank that. you, Todd. Yeah, because Todd's going to make the, actually do something good for us, mm-hmm. uh, where we invite everyone that's from the Ogden City Arts Advisory Committee in on the Particularly show. Particularly our newest members, so we can get to know them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Joel is not the first, but you're the newest, probably, on Ogden City Arts Advisory. How Definitely many? the new batch. I think that there was three, three or four Sam, new ones. Sam came on same time I did, yeah. and that's, I think he that was might the only it. one. Yeah. Why do I not know Sam yet? Even see, this is Sam, everyone's we'll, new. We'll get him in the trailer. We'll get him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, then, and then you'll be like, "Oh, Sam, Sam." Yeah, we know okay. Sam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's start on the adventure side. Yeah. Shall we? We we have Jackie and Brayden Bingham Cyclery. Thanks for coming in. We'll adjust that here in a minute. Happy spring, oh. everyone. Happy spring. Yes. Well, Happy normally, okay. So that's a good place to start. Uh, <laughs> Braden, are you normally selling more bikes this time of year, or because I I went on the shows on the shoreline on Sunday? I did mainlands this morning. There's you got a while. I mean that right. Some stuff's got to melt. So yep, very muddy. A uh, lot of ice and snow still up there, especially in the morning time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're starting to sell a lot of bikes. So that's something I try and mention to people uh, to try and stay off the trails because it's not great for them. Um, definitely not great for their structure and the rest of the year. Just makes the rest here's of your year brand new bike. Them. Don't ride it. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> ride it somewhere else. <laughs> but oh. if the conditions are right, you can make it really dangerous for people down the line too. Well, and why? How? What, do you, can you explain how it ruins the trails? Because I got the hat. Right, it's about. Yep. So how does what does it do? Why should they not jump on the trails right away? Like right now when it's muddy and stuff. Yeah. So the trails are really soft. Um, riding on that, it's going to make a bunch of ruts. But when that mud dries, it's going to be really deep, and it's not going to be fun to ride in the future. And trails, you know, have to go in, and crews have to go in and fix that. So. Um, makes it harder to build new trails. Makes it harder for uh, people to enjoy it in the future. Joel, were you? Do you build trails before? No. With the outdoor program? Because no, I, okay. I did other forms of labor, specifically <laughs> with the military. <laughs> okay, okay, but no, no trail building. No. Okay, no. yeah, Jackie. And if I could give a shout out to the Northern Utah Trails Foundation because mm. uh, they're the ones that are doing all the work in the hat that you're pointing at. Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that are going to have to go in and clean all that up when people ride and it's not ready yet. Man, that's hard though because we got to sell the bikes. And because yep. it's the time, this is when you probably sell the most, like oh, RV, yeah. like RVs right now. Everybody's getting excited. <laughs> Our, yeah. RVs and bikes. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we had our nine months of snow, and now we're excited to kind of get moving into that. So wait, definitely snow. I remember it didn't snow in October, if I remember right, because I was no, Halloween was not snow. Not nine months yeah. worth of snow. I think. No, I yeah, but but legit November, December, 
January, February, <clears throat> all of March apparently. Mm-hmm. So five months of snow is a lot of lot of snow. Yep. And people are if you're, you're seeing that people are amped to buy bikes now and and, and by the way, how's inventory? Because things got really janky and oh, weird yeah. there for a couple years. Yeah, inventory is a whole lot better. It's okay. a lot different than last year. Um, road bikes were still a little slim, but uh, mountain we've got pretty much everything you need. So. Okay, and now the what's the tra- the trail but not the road the trail bike the gravel bikes gravel bikes, um yeah. what is the deal why does everybody want a gravel bike now oh it's it's the new rage yeah. uh everybody's everybody's into gravel riding uh we got a whole lot of gravel roads here in utah <laughs> yeah. idaho surrounding states um you do a lot of miles in in the wilderness and that's really cool it's it's appealing to people mm-hmm. uh, myself included okay all right, so that's good. Um, everyone wants a bike. What's, what's different about a gravel bike? Yeah, the, well, yours is kind of well, yours is a city bike, right? Sort it's of. It's like a commuter commuter bike, bike. So I could get a little it's bit off. Kind of, yeah, to. but want to explain the difference between a mountain bike and gravel bike? Um, well, the tires for one, they're they're both drop bars, so it's kind of an aggressive bike. Um, ro- just think road bike, but with uh, knobby tires. Really, is the in a nutshell. Or if you get the giant revolt, uh, you can get the, the front suspension Rudy fork on that's it right. now, and that's something that we have in stock and ready to go. Yep. Next level gravel biking. Next level. Well, so Wojo just did a race, and our one of our ex partners, I guess, uh, John. We we help him with his podcast with the Utah Safety Commission, and he did a gravel bike race. So gravel bike races are big now, and yeah. which helps sell bikes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and so. Local mountain bike races also help sell bikes, along with high school mountain bike teams. So how has that helped the industry? Um, well, there's a lot of kids to supply bikes to. That's, yeah. that's for one. Um, but one thing I'd like to mention is uh, our trails need to grow. The industry's growing. Uh, the riders are growing. That means we need more trails to put those people on. It's it's getting uh, pretty dense. So. Okay, that's a good comment. Um, it's about the trails. It's funny I wore this hat today. Is is fat tires a thing anymore, or is fat, it still fat spot? bikes? Fat, fat yeah. bikes, fat yeah. tires. Yeah. yeah. My neighbor is a huge fat biker, um, which that's a good year for it. It's a year. it's a snow thing. Yeah. Yep. That's what yeah. I thought. Uh, so your comment is is poignant. So um, there's there's the comment, and then there's actually producing more trails. Yep. And without having someone here from Trails Foundation, do you know? How possible that is is there room is there like where are the trails going to go in at like what's that process like oh it's hard from what i understand um it, basically through the forest service you, you have to get permission from them and uh it's it's hard it takes a lot of work i i can't speak on it too much because i don't sit on i don't sit on anything thing like that yeah but you're seeing it as a rider as a as an enthusiast right. that you're like okay something's gonna have to change yep okay yeah, and it's expensive. Why. It's expensive. It is expensive. AF. Yeah. And if you if you go to their uh, the Trails Foundation um, website, they actually have laid out how much it costs per mile. I can't remember what trail. how much they told us. It is a it's a very high number. It's yeah. a very high number. But yeah. uh, the great thing is is that there are a lot of people really working on that right now, and that there's a lot that is happening and so if you can support the trails foundations at wherever you are and bingham cyclery is very adamant about supporting local trails foundations so that we can tell people where to ride and make sure that everyone has a safe place to ride 
Jackie, you are the marketing director, which is cool. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of marketing directors. Uh, will you give us some history of Bingham real quick in case for those listening who aren't familiar with Bingham? Because there's about, we, I think we just talked about the four shops in town. Bingham and Skyline might be the oldest in town. I'm not sh- completely sure on that. But where's being where where how did Bingham start? Where are we now? Do you want to yeah. catch us up real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So we just celebrated our 60th year in business last year. Nice. Yeah. yeah, congrats. Yeah. So uh, basically, I haven't been there the whole time, but um, <laughs> uh, it started in 19... 19- Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you look great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I a lot of skincare routine. Um, <laughs> so uh, Bingham started in, uh, actually in Roy. Um, Blaine Bingham was the founder of the bike shop. So was that the same shop? No. Okay. Uh, it was very briefly in kind of like an automotive hardware store shop where he had just started selling a few Schwinns and then they moved into the place we are in Sunset um, on North Main and Sunset. Okay. That was really the the dawn of Bingham Cyclery and okay. so um, that when that store started it was a Schwinn Cyclery. And that's his last name? Bingham. Yes. Bingham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then the Ogden store would have been the second store. It was also on Washington, but a little bit further south. Yeah. And then now we're up to five stores. Um, we have a store in Salt Lake City, uh, Sandy, and now uh, just in November, we opened Park City as well. Uh-huh. Um, How's that Jeremy going? Ranch. Well, snowy there. Very snowy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you open in November? Yeah. Wow, what a time to open a bike store in you Park City. You do what you can with Park City Real Estate, yeah. you know. But okay. uh, the Park City store is an e-bike only store. And so Interesting. that is uh, our our um, focus there. Though we, we will service we all dive bikes into everywhere. E- the e-bike oh, man. controversy. Are they <laughs> allowed on trails? Is like, there a controversy? The... I don't think there's controversy. I don't know. Is there a controversy? There, um, so theoretically... Uh, there are trails that do and don't allow e-bikes, and they're usually signed at the trailhead. It's like e-bike Tuesday. Yeah. And you can... <laughs> I mean, it would be great yeah. if there was more of a rotation, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we're kind of talking about the difference between perceived conflict and actual conflict. There's very little actual conflict. People just – it's a newer sure. technology, and sure. people get nervous, right? But most people who are riding e-bikes are just as skilled and or moving at the sim- similar pace I act- as everyone I, I don't own one. I don't know if I would – buy one right now but i love them i've ridden them i've demoed them it's hard not to i've demoed oh it is i demoed a fat bike do you remember that todd were you you were there i just remember thinking this thing hauls ass (laughs) especially for a fat bike yeah and you can go really fast but you still have to deal with all of the things on the trail that everyone else has to deal with Mm -hmm. and you're riding a heavier bike right but Mm -hmm. they are a great means for a lot of people to access the trails that we do have Mm -hmm. um and in fact uh a lot of what we're trying to do through Bingham Cyclery is more education about a how to ride the bikes, but b where to ride the bikes, right? But then also we focus a lot on urban commuting, and you know, can you take the kids to school on a cargo bike? Can you ride to and from work without getting super sweaty when it's a hundred degrees in the sun? And that was so. the that was the reason I got one. Yeah, work related. Yeah, work-related. showing up to meetings all sweaty is not always the best thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, makes sense. Is yours e assist? It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have to do some work myself, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I sometimes I feel like I'm neglecting my my road friends because I just grew up on dirt and uh, mountain biking. But what's the percentage of sales there for road bikes and and, and mountain bikes and gravel bikes? I guess. Uh, well, in my store in Ogden, um, it's probably like 
10, 15%, 10% road, if that. Okay. It's, it's pretty low. Um, we do a, we do mostly mountain. Um, and I can't speak to road biking a whole lot because I, I don't really ride a whole lot of road either. Because mm-hmm. um, I, same, I grew up on ro- uh, dirt. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it felt like road biking was very popular a few years ago. And I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. But but there's, you know, what's the race that we have that where people go up and Lodigia. over? Lodigia. Yeah. That thing was huge for a few years. It's still it's still going strong. And yeah. we um, support the Little Red Ride, which is up in Logan. And yeah. that's a 100-miler for women. Um, and then there's a bunch of other still road events that happen. But I think the thing for Bingham is that we really are good at local trails and mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. Road bikes are there and we love them and they're great for, you know, getting that training in and the people that want to do the longer rides. But what we're really passionate about is the dirt. And that's where that gravel bike comes in. And I think a lot of folks are finding out that, and this is for me personally too, is that I ride my gravel bike on the road all the time because it's just more comfortable. You have those wider tires, mm-hmm. you have a different gear range, um, a more comfortable fit. And so you don't need this like crazy, racy, super aero ride all the time when, you know, our roads right now are full of sand and salt and sticks and holes, you know, yeah. holes. dead <laughs> <Even> animals. <laughs> I mean, you name it, you're riding over it, yeah. right? It's easier yeah. when you have a fatter tire with a little bit of traction on it. Well, I. Used to get my information from magazines, and then apparently this thing came along called the internet and whatever. And, but it's been so hard in the last five to ten years to keep up on all the technology in on mountain bikes. As an ex-mechanic, as a store manager, Braden, what is the coolest thing now? Like, what's been the trend over the last couple of years? Where are bikes at these days? Uh, well, that's that's honestly a hard question because it's it's hard for me to keep up with. Yeah, everything changes a lot. There's a lot out there. Um, the cool thing now is geometry is changing every day. Uh, slack, long bikes are is kind of the cool thing. Um, or what? There's things called mullet bikes. You know, twenty seven five. Like the hair. Yeah, like the hair. Because okay. okay. uh, different the wheel sizes. Yeah. Yep. Wait, uh, so you do like 27 front, 29 or back or something? Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. A lot of opposite. racers. Opposite. Opposite. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Opposite. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. That's that's a big thing that uh, you're seeing no in, in bikes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a party in the front. Business, Business in the front. In the front. <laughs> party in the, in the back. back. Right. So 29ers the party or 27 and a half's the party? Which is the party? Uh, depends on who you ask, okay. I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. How big a mullet do you want? Right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get personal. What are you riding? Um, so right now, I just got off the Stump Jumper um, 29. I, I definitely prefer 29-inch wheels, front and back. Um, but now I'm on it's the Norco Optic C. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Norco Optic C2. Um, Norco's a really cool brand. I'm I'm really big on them. I, I like what they're doing. Uh, I'm a Shimano guy, personally. Okay. And... They have a lot of Shimano stuff. Okay, talk to me about, because I know nothing about suspension. And to give you an idea, the last bike I owned didn't come, it definitely wasn't full. It didn't even come with the front fork suspension. I had to buy an aftermarket front suspension. And I used it for almost 20 years, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, but it was a compression like like this rather oh, than yeah. on forks. The trust, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, because yeah. at the time, it, there was... 
they, everybody was playing with different stuff, you know. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'll go with that one. That one's different. Yeah. Um, and then we, but we went to Moab soon after I got that. This was in the late 90s. And I remember we went with some high school kids and I feel really bad for them. Uh, this was right after I bought that bike that lasted about 20 years um, into the into the 2000s. But those kids had no suspension. Yeah. They just had mountain bikes with no And so you had to bunny hop everything in Moab, right? Like everything. That's what I rocked. That's what, yeah. yeah. See? And is that cool now? Like are people going in reverse? Are they going no suspension you now? Mean, um, Hard not time. really. Suspension's pretty cool now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I know like the gears sometimes will go single speed and stuff, but we're yeah. not like no suspension. Yeah. I, a lot of people like pick bikes based off of suspension. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Fox, Rock Shocks. Um, suspension's really important. It's a really pricey part of the bike. Um, and a lot of the, that's where the a lot of the engineering goes into. Um, yeah. And does it, because I'm sorry, I, these people listening who know bikes are like, dude, that was so <laughs> 10, 30 years ago. <laughs> But does the suspension, because when it first came out, there was a rough, there was the debate on if it stopped you on the uphill, right? Mm. So, but then, but then now it's, they've improved it and everything. Yep. And so it shouldn't, shouldn't matter now, right? You can lock it out yeah. where it, it shouldn't move. Some of it moves a little bit, but you can lock it out to where you're getting that efficiency on the uphill. So you're okay. not just bouncing as you pedal. So. Okay. Can we play a game? I want, build me a bike. I need a bike. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're expensive, by the way these bikes yeah. so what if i have like two wheels just uh, two wheels two wheels uh what's okay price range uh five thousand enough for a brand new bike or is that way too much that's that's a good amount that's yeah. a good amount what about yeah. like three thousand can i get a good bike for three yeah grand? yep okay uh and i would like to ride like bonneville shoreline um probably not crushing the downhill courses at um, who has downhill these days at the resorts? Uh, Powder. Well, Powder just puts them in, uh, which that's sort of, what do you call that? It's not downhill necessarily. It's trail. That's trail. Is that en yeah. enduro? Yeah. You're climbing yeah. a little. Climbing a little. It's yeah. Okay. But, so who's got downhill? Park City? Deer Valley. Yep. Deer Valley. Yeah, so not that. Um, so what kind of bike would I be looking at for three to 5,000, probably full suspension, 29er, uh, cross country? sort of oh that was called cross country or is that the wrong verbiage oh that's good okay that's good all right um i well there's a lot of different bikes that i could put you on uh the big uh the big cross country bike out there right now is the specialized epic i'm sure good name yep okay yep it's pretty epic uh <laughs> it's a, a lot of high school cross country kids ask for that bike or just cross country riders in general I, okay uh, and I'll let Jackie if, if I bought that bike, would I would every cross country racer be jealous of me? Because that's a pretty good goal. They absolutely <laughs> would. But I'm gonna guess okay. that for you and the fun that you want to have, yeah, you're yeah. probably Type actually two. looking at more yeah. of a stump jumper or a fuel yeah. kind of scenario. Well, that's funny because stump jumpers were the shiz a really long time ago. Yeah. So they're and it's still, much different now than yeah. you remember because yeah. okay. stump jumpers didn't used to be full suspension, mm -hmm. and now stump jumpers more of a full suspension trail bike. But okay. the Norco Fuel might be another great option for okay. you, and you get a little more bang for your buck, so you might be able to get a little okay. better componentry yeah. for that same price point. Okay. Uh, how many people buy just frames and then piece everything together these days? Oh, very few. <laughs> okay. It, if any. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah. Okay. It's very few. So, what are some of the more some What are some of the parts that they do by an upgrade? Is it wheels, uh, seats? Um. Drive trains. Drive trains. Drive trains is oh. a big one. Okay. Yeah. SRAM just launched a new one today, actually. 
Oh, really? See, today, yeah. breaking news. Yep. What does SRAM do today? The AXS, the, the new deriller and... In stuff. In stuff. I market for Bingham, yet. not for SRAM. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've got a lot of like really cool. I mean, we're at the point where components are like connected to your phone now. So mm. you can have your suspension and your derailleur. You can like put it on an app and absolutely. Your... Yeah. So you can have, Wild. you can adjust your suspension and fine tune your derailleur, things like that from your phone. And it'll even do it on like essentially its own it record it's like ai yeah you know, it's no so everything that obviously you do. this is the next question <laughs> is can i type in my gps on maps and then just sort of put it there on my phone and then just let go or on, my, on the bike and then it just like my bike wheels oh, like me a tesla to destination yeah like a tesla <laughs> Yeah. Not quite yet. Like, you still have to keep your hands on those bars, but <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> How far away were we from that? Yeah. We're we're working with Elon. Okay, yeah, okay. So. It's it's all I needed to know. Working with Elon. Take me Goodness. to the summit. <laughs> <laughs> Just go for the ride. Oh, Todd, you got questions on bikes? I have I have another one for Jack Jackie, but go ahead. Uh well, Jackie is the marketer for Bingham, like you said. Why should someone shop Bingham and versus any other store? Because we have the best people, the best brands, and the best bikes. That sounds rehearsed. Come on. <laughs> You've given that answer. Really, why should someone shop Bingham? Uh, because we're part of the community and we really Better work. Answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because we really work hard to understand what the rider needs and what your background is, where you're coming from, and what you want to do. Um, we're not just trying to sell you a bike, but we also want to make sure that once you walk out that door, even if you can't go ride the trail today, maybe there's an alternative drier trail that you mm -hmm. can go to if it's not Shoreline. You know, we'll try to send you in the right place and make sure that you're taken care of from the moment you buy the bike or even before then uh, until, you know, you're ready for your next one. Uh, we want you to have that full journey and we're there for you. And that's Braden's job, right? Yeah. I yes. don't, I don't do yeah. anything like that. It, yeah. And I want to, like, I want to say when I was looking to work at a bike shop, um, I wanted, I'm really proud of Ogden and I wanted to, I wanted to work at a place that was involved in Ogden and that was local and that mm -hmm. I could be proud of downtown. And to me, that was Bingham Cycle So it, I'm really happy to work there downtown in Ogden. I just, I just thought about the islands probably in good shape. You guys been out there yet? Hello? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. No. I saw a group ride out there last weekend, and it looked pretty doable, except for the bison are spicy because it's spring. Yeah. So, spicy bison? Yeah. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, they're all over right now. Like, all right, let's go. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just don't go out to see the water. Like, the, the, you can enjoy everything else. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a little a dry out there. Comment. Yeah, but uh, that, I think is that a lake joke is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's what, is it too soon. <laughs> <Is it> too <laughs> soon? <laughs> I think we all know that this is happening. <laughs> I do think that sixty years speaks volumes, and uh, the fact that you have a you know five five locations is very impressive. But I think the fact that you haven't lost track of who's who's buying your bikes, right? And that's that's always very very important. And I think that uh, Brandon mentioned earlier some of the other. Uh, bike shops in town. And I imagine in my head um, that the community of bicyclists, that you're still friends with the other bike shops. Yeah, yeah you know? of course. I I mean, in my lifetime, I've shopped at all of them. And yeah. I think that's so important. 
Yes. I think it really, really is. I think so, too. Well, and I, if you're not a mountain biker um, or you want to buy a bike, you want to get into it, uh, explain, like, what Bingham carries and why, because uh, all the shops carry different brands. Well, we carry a little bit of everything. Um, it, we carry, I mean, now we've been, we've been growing our store and, and what we carry. So we carry Specialized, Norco, Giant, Aventon. We carry commuter bikes. We carry cargo bikes, mountain, road, gravel, um, a, a little bit for everything, everyone. Yeah. And can you special order? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We can special order right now. Um, we're not special ordering everything cause we have a pretty good inventory, like I said. Mm-hmm. So we, we try and, uh, show you what we have. Um, cause it's that time of year where our inventory is pretty stocked. Okay. You've been there four years. I was a general manager at gear 30 during COVID. What was, did you guys sell a lot of bikes in 2020? Oh, so many, so yes. many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a then lot. what happened in 2021? Again, a lot. Okay. A lot of bikes. So then yeah. did we just burn through all the inventory and they just couldn't make them fast enough or what, what pretty, happened? In- uh, pretty much. Uh, okay. Same same story anywhere you go in any industry. Uh, yeah. Supply chain couldn't keep up. Um, you know, the whole shipping across seas, that got really backed up. Same story as, yeah, any okay. industry. Okay. And now you're sort of back to normal. So Yes, I would okay. say so. God, that's nice. Okay. That was a pain in the ass for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we felt it at the shop too, but it was uh, like tense. Yeah, and and then we had a sleeping bag company that just stopped making sleeping bags because they were making, um, <clears throat> is it PP, PPE? Mm-hmm. PPE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh my god. Yep. Are they back to sleeping bags again? Uh, yes. Yeah, but it's sucked. I mean, a lot of masks could be pretty comfy. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you got to wear a lot of masks not as to comfy, make a sleep mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're yeah. not down. They're just... <laughs> Although a down mask would be pretty dope. I mean, you're wearing that around. People I, know like, whoa, I paid extra. For, yeah. Louis yeah. Vuitton down mask. Louis Vuitton mask. down mask. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Vuitton down. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, Jackie, last pitch on Bingham. Why should we shop there? Are there any deals coming up? Easter's coming up. Like, we got some oh, yeah. spring events coming up. Yeah, we have our spring thaw sale right now. So we actually have a lot of uh, product on sale. We have $50 helmets, uh, some $40 baggy shorts, $30 jerseys, $20 gloves and goggles, $10, I'm going to start forgetting things now, socks and stuff, I think. And this then is $5 like, tubes and bottle cages and things. So that, It reminds me, though, it's like skiing. And so it's like, oh, I bought my <laughs> bought skis. Oh, by You're the way, done. you need one million other things. <laughs> So but that's the fun of it, right? Is that yeah. you can always accessorize, you can always grab another little thing. You know, it's always nice to have a spare pair of shorts or, you know, change your helmet out every five years at least. So I'm conscious of that. So what's the brand? What are people wearing? Versace? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> a little some Gucci shoes. Some Gucci um, shoes, yeah. No, so uh uh Fox and Pac are um really hot. I mean they've got great fit and like old school you know, Fox? Yeah, like Fox Racing. Yeah. You know? Like okay. they've got great jerseys and shorts. Um, okay. And, and then, Pac, uh, POC. POC, yeah. They're out of, um, they do their distribution, I think, out of Park City. Um, okay. So it's kind of medium local. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, medium we still have local. we still have a decent amount of specialized product as well. So mm-hmm. we're still doing a lot of road jerseys and, you know. Be- yeah. What do I go in and buy? So I, so I got to buy a bike first and then I got to buy a outfit or whatever yeah. helmet and helmets you gotta have a helmet yeah, helmet helmet's helmet number two yeah uh, shoes 
you know. Yeah, but you can you can I mean flat pedals are a big deal now. I don't know okay. what was happening when you were last on the bike, but um, yeah. you know, there was a big push for a long time that you had to be clipped in and on clipless pedals, which makes no sense. But um flat pedals are back and a lot of folks are riding flat pedals all over the place. So you can get away with some like, you know, vans or whatever, but um we sell five tens that are yeah, really Todd has one. Put those I also Todd. have them. But we sell some really again. awesome five tens that are both great for, you know, if you're going out for a hike but also if you're going for a bike ride so they're they're a little more multi-purpose than those old clip-in style mm -hmm. shoes are a lot more comfortable too and they still offer protection if you're taking a digger here and there um and then yeah you want your hydration you know your mm -hmm. bottle cage or your i swear wasn't that why mount of uh, camelback was invented yeah. well i remember using the original camelback on a mountain bike trip mm -hmm. yeah. stay hydrated yeah, we still we still sell quite a few hydration packs and now yeah. you can get them as fanny packs i yeah. mean there's all you can They're go fancy. super old school you can go i mean old school is almost like back to old school where it's not a fanny pack anymore and it's an yeah. actual backpack okay. so the so the the rage the last two three four years maybe in skiing which you guys do ski mm -hmm. and, um yeah. is like the what vest or you know like wearing a vest that's sort of it's got the pockets and everything in it is there something like that for mountain bikers um sort of i wouldn't I, I, more. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't I haven't tried anything like that honestly, and I haven't seen a whole lot. Keep of it, it simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty simple. Oh, most serious riders I know just use water bottles and cages. Okay, and then like a yeah back fanny pack. Okay. okay. Is there a special water bottle, like an insulated? Oh, we do insulated, okay. Okay. but uh, nope. They, <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, they haven't really changed in the past okay. 50 yeah. years. So. Yeah, like here's a bunch of plastic that'll live forever. And yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. <laughs> well, good luck this season. I mean, it, you're s sort of just getting started with the spring sale and all that kind of stuff. Yep, and just then, kicking off. And then I'm assuming you slow down sort of towards the fall, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Typical. Yeah. More information, go to Bingham Cyclery, all the things, right? Yep. Just search Bingham Cyclery in August. Okay. Go It'll Go in up. and... Um, you're in the Ogden store, so uh, Jackie, you, you bump around. Do you have yeah, a? Kind of all over you're all over the place. <laughs> so Braden's in the Ogden store. Go say hi to Braden. He'll hook you up. Well, do yeah, yeah. Especially if you didn't buy a bike during the pandemic, it's time. Yeah. It's time. It's yeah. Yeah. Tune up. Tune up yeah. time now. Tune up. Tune time. up to hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Tune up time. Now, because you can't ride the trails, you might as well get a tune up right now. And that's right. Figure that out. Yep. 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 I would yeah. do it now. Okay, thanks. I'm sure we missed a bunch of stuff, but I just that was a good <laughs> overview. Yes. To start or whatever. I, I feel good about it. Okay, okay, good. That's all I care about. Yep. Chime in if there's something else we gotta Oh my gosh. Okay, Joel. What? All right, so I'm reading this for the first time. Okay. So I'm good. all jumping here. Is this so, Joel's? Yep, this okay, is Joel's okay. bio. Joel's bio. Did you see oh. that your bio is now it's now listed on Arctic City Arts uh and so that's they're kind of doing a similar thing that I want to do on the show, and that is spotlight some of the new members, slash all the members. That probably gets everybody eventually. And so here is, let's see, we want to introduce you to a new Ogden City Arts Advisory member, Joel Kinamira, holds the arts education seat. Okay, and we'll talk about that mm. in just a second. So here's your bio. Joel has been a resident of Ogden City for nearly two decades and works as an art teacher at New Ames Early College High School. He received a BFA with the 2D emphasis in 2015. Was it 2015? Yeah. From Weber State University, exploring a multitude of mediums. This is exactly what I was describing you, uh, including painting, printmaking. Oh, you disappeared. How much? Uh, drawing and ceramics. 
Before attending Weber State, he joined the U.S. Marine Corps from 99 to 2007. It's one of the first groups to mobilize to Iraq shortly after 9-11. He loves to travel around the world and immerse himself in new cultures by experiment, experiencing the arts and food and building relationships with strangers, even if for a moment through conversations. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's what you're doing today. He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. Yeah. From these experiences, he, he has always appreciated the sense of camaraderie within a community, whether it was with his band of brothers or the great people of Ogden he has come to know over the years. He can remember not so long ago during his daily commutes, passing the vacant lot where the junction now stands, to most recently driving past the Wonder Lot, thinking he needs to be involved in the continuing growth of the wonderful city, Ogden has a rich history that he wants to be a part of. Did you write that? Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> and it's mostly true, isn't it? Yeah. What? what? No. no all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could tell me now after you got the position. So it's one of those, uh, I know that helped get you selected there. That, so let, that let's. That sounded nice, you reading it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll have to make sure and read the bios of everybody that we have that comes in, just to keep it fair, of course. And so after all of this time, um, you are now officially on the Ogden City Arts Advisory yep. Committee. Uh, what what's that mean to you? I know I've been, I probably mentioned it to you a few times mm -hmm. that it was. A, I thought that'd be a good match for you. Oh, yeah. um, but I do know, like this last selection, that we, we had an opening and there was a lot of people that applied really? and wanted to get in. And so, there's a lot of amazing people that wanted to be part of that board. And so, congrats for being selected. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Obviously, that. Well, was and I just want to say, like. Um, our, we had we didn't pull for you at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I like a little. I mean, just I meaning I, I I don't have the power to just simply you. Yeah, yeah. Now part yeah, of yeah, we didn't totally didn't just choose you. You've, yeah. you've endorsed me through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through drinks, and so uh, now that you're part of the, the this club, this this small club that we have, uh, it means that basically your commitment is. Um, the occasional Tuesday, we meet on yep. Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays. Second Tuesday of each month, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and beyond that, it's you know, what are your plans? What would you like to give? Have you joined any subcommittees yet? Um, I think. Have you joined any subcommittees? See, yeah. that's what we want to know first. Yeah, and which, what yeah. subcommittee are you on, is, Joel? Is, yeah. is the uh, uh, grant review is, is that a subcommittee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the arts grants. That's agreed to. That's it, one of the. One of the more time-consuming <laughs> ones. Did you do me. it this last time? Yeah, I did. I did. So, so you graded about 11. 11. 10, 10 or 11, yeah. Which, of course, we can't yep. talk about yet. Right. You know, because we haven't, we haven't chosen yep. as far as that goes. But uh, how was how is that for you? How was it was kind of getting a slice of our applicants? It was nice to it be able to wasn't it? be part of that community that I have already associated with. Um, when I used to work for the Ogden Amphitheater, I would... Um, have conversations with some of the applicants that uh, would come to events or to concerts just just for fun. And so building that sense of community, uh, getting to know the community and, and being able to, to, I guess, give my part to the city that has welcomed me with gracious arms and, and me being able to enjoy the outdoor community. I think we need to drink every time you say community. Com I think that's <laughs> yeah, I'm drunk now. We're to catch up. <laughs> the educational community. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, Let's drink. Drink to that. Oh, and so, um, and it, it, I think you and Lori were the ones that kind of opened my eyes to how I could contribute. And, and I didn't really think about it. I was just part of it. And, and partaking of what Ogden City offered 
every month or every season. And well, that's interesting. So as an artist in Ogden, mm-hmm. did you know that there was um, a, a group at the city that was advocating for you? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I, I knew that that entity existed, but had no idea what their job was or contribution was. Mm-hmm. And so I just I thought it was just politically ori- oriented people making decisions. And, 100%. And, and that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> they, In the end, all I, I thought think, is that they had a lot of power. Yeah, all the power. <laughs> and I wanted little of that, As it turns that out. Power. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but it's it's been great. Um, I think working for the city made me realize the, the richness that we are able to offer to the community. Drink. <laughs> okay, and um, it, it it's it's a nice way to give back, so to speak. Yeah, and you just started, so yeah. There's there's that. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't on the bio. The wor- your work that you did with uh, the amphitheater. Did you do that for a couple summers? Yeah. So I got on um, 2018, and then kind of left when COVID happened because we couldn't gather and, and organize any events. And so um, that's when. Coincidentally, um, my wife works for a high school, and she just notified me that there's an opening for an art teacher position. And I, I, I shook my head. I'm like, I, I don't want to teach, right? I that was to, me over at Weaver. I, was I want to That's do funny. art yep. and and show my art, but um, it just you know kind of festered in my uh, in my mind enough that I needed a different direction. And, and took the chance and, and got the position. And I, I don't regret one ounce of, of that. Do you have time to work on your own art as a teacher? No. Yeah. As a teacher, you don't have time I've heard anything. you don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the perk is you get three months off, and, and that's when I get to travel. And um, my wife also arranges educational tours with, with the high school that we work with and take a bunch of kids. So I, I kind of benefit from her efforts um, and, and be able to see the world. How rewarding is it to be an art teacher in a school? Uh, I've only known one other element. Well, she was, was she junior high? Sarah, was she junior high? Junior high or high school teacher. And um, she thought it was hard, which it probably is. Te- teaching? Yeah, art in, in junior high and high school, but, but also mm. probably very rewarding and inspirational at times. It is. It is, for sure. Um, I teach at New Ames High School, which is focusing on, on STEM. And so art has no business being in, in the STEM, <laughs> but we fantastic. are trying to force our way into it to become a STEM Force school. that A into there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and so, but um, we are trying to, uh, we, we, as I just, like, I got to stop you because yeah, yeah. that just doesn't sound right. You got to have, you got to be creative though. Right. Even in, oh, yeah. in all of those fields, yep. right? Creativity and, is like what made Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm, and so like, mm-hmm. That's your job then. Exactly. And okay. so we try to implement that creativity, teach or, or expose the students to uh, coming up with an idea and developing that idea into a visual element that we can share and talk about through the critiquing process. And so it's it's more about communication, mm-hmm. not so much as creating and, and just kind of showing the product, but like being able to connect to the outside world. How does your art or the view of art connect to how you are you know living in this world and and developing your identity in high school and so i kind of guide that process and and not not so much as teach or or force feed art per se but to give them more 
diversity culture outside of their own circle, that there's, you know, different thinkers, different uh, visual uh, communication that is happening that you could be in tune with if you choose to. And I try to expose them to those uh, options or, or um, essentially give them stuff to look at. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you, is there one of you in every school? Not like Joel's, but yeah, similar positions. Well, a different it, color. I, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's maybe like blue <laughs> shirts instead of red yeah. shirts, but more or less yeah. the same. Because I'm thinking like, yeah, every school needs someone like that. Yeah. No, um, to be honest, I've, I've heard from student feedback, uh, specifically from junior high, that like, why why are you different? Or like, why is your your class so much funner than my junior <laughs> high teachers? And, and I've heard some horror stories about previous teachers that they've had, art teachers that they've had, that told them you're doing it wrong or this is not right, mm. which is not what art you're is You're doing about. art wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Okay. That uh, yeah. it, it, in my mind, art should be anything um, within parameters of your skill or your knowledge with art history. Or, we or podcast art wrong all the time. Yeah, oh, 100%. So, 100% all the time. <laughs> But yeah. it's fun. But it's, but it's so fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we're we, still just as bad. We just have better gear to be bad. <laughs> yeah, we got cameras and shit. <laughs> nice mics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Get to drink while you drink and we more. make sure everybody drinks more. That's yeah. I think. <laughs> so the more you drink, the better we are at our job. Yeah, is everyone so at nice. home drinking as much? So they're if they're doing it right. The same. It if sounds... they're doing it right, they are, yeah. Uh, Good point because our podcasts sound better. It's <laughs> <laughs> our new catchphrase. This, this podcast brought to you by Mothers Against Drug Driving. <laughs> the safety of your own home on your treadmill, whatever yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I, I try to expose as much as I can to the students to kind of get, get an idea of what, what the outside world may uh, be thinking about. And, and art is a great way to ex essentially express the way you can communicate or, or to take in the communication of other people. Okay, so do you miss working on your own art? Yes, okay. yes. So Watching, what's the solution there? Um, I kind of draw over my students just to kind of enjoy the process. And uh -huh. so that, I mean, it's micro, <laughs> micro, I, yeah. micro enjoyment that I get to have, but like, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I think, I'm, I'm such a fairly new teacher that um, as my curriculum becomes becomes beefier, then I will have time to do it. Specifically this summer, I think I have some plans to force myself to make art. And and Todd, I'm this, yeah, I yeah. think this is the 13th time that we've talked about yep. collaborating. And, and Lori too, but I, I do know that that's on their bucket list is to do a show and I, yeah. a show together with the two yeah. of us. And then of course, I, I like would Like an art in, show, not a podcast. Yeah, like, a, like a, okay. an art show. Mm -hmm. But uh I would say we'd invite in our sort of third in our little trio was Lori, Lori Buckley, but mm -hmm. but she she's such an exceptional artist now that I don't want her in the show because <laughs> she's <laughs> overshadowed. Yeah, like she's really really good. Yeah, and she's been showing quite a bit her work, and mm -hmm. so it's like no, we're just gonna Let's do the two of us. <laughs> that's so funny, but that's definitely um, an an old issue and a current issue is mm -hmm. the fact that art is often neglected in schools. That's sometimes mm -hmm. the first place you go to when there's either budget cuts or the focus needs to be this, 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 yeah. this, and it's it's not always the art right there. Yeah, and I just came back from uh, a flyby that we just hosted for incoming sophomores, and so just advertising what we have to offer with arts and um, within a STEM school that, like, 
art does exist. Come join us and, and take a break from science, math, engineering courses and come to our class and just take a break from utilizing that side of the brain and exercise the other side and fully you know, uh, exercise your brain and, and start that creative process that can be utilized for both art and other areas. Like, um, uh, I, so I, I teach my students to uh, liken their idea generating process to the scientific hypothesizing that you kind of have to start with that idea. Mm -hmm. And then when you start to draw it, it may not work out initially, as in you got to sketch it out and then work on the sketch to develop it in, as the final product. So it's it's no different than the hypothesis theory that science classes utilize. And, and I try to kind of snag those kids that are like anti-art to be like, hey, it's not just art, but you could use the creative aspect of thinking in other areas as well. And, and uh, that's brilliant. You got to sneak in yeah. some of those life lessons. That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who's your mentor? Um, that's a good question. I'm right here, dude. Besides, I mean, besides, like, yeah, he, besides he's Todd. a big influence. Who's your he's a big influence? But like, are there, yeah, others, uh, STEM art teachers I, out there on YouTube that are giving hints on how to do that, or so what? To answer that question, Todd Todd read my bio, and 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 you kind of refer to me as the Renaissance man, and I I just love art enough that. I'm all over the place, which is also a fault of mine that I cannot have a focus in just painting or mm -hmm. just ceramics. So I cannot perfect it, but I kind of mix and match some of my interests within art to kind of do printmaking stuff on clay, which you may have seen uh, right before we graduated. Um, and so I'm, I'm experimenting. Um, I don't like to settle on one type of art and I just like to explore to get that rounded um, offering of art that I'm constantly rediscovering or um, re-exploring what right. I already know. Um, but um, I no, I, I don't have one specific mentor okay. or influence, but just art in general. Uh, the Is there the a theme that you're attracted to that shows yep. up in all your different yep. types of art? It's uh, outdoors, outdoor mm. environment, <clears throat> specifically with uh, how man or, or just human versus the environment interaction, whether we are overtaking the environment or the environment overtaking us as in you see um, ivy growing on the side of the, the building in, in some areas and it's kind of overtaking the facade. And, and so I'm interested in that interaction between the human and the nature and, and explore that. Have you watched any of that new uh, video game series? What's it called? Uh the Last of Us. The Last of Us. Oh, but that's oh a, that's gosh. a good example of yeah. you know time yeah. has passed and mm -hmm. uh, and nature and you know and, and all that has taken over. But those yeah. those shots are incredible. I have to check that. Oh, out. Oh, you really should. Yeah, that that lines up exactly with kind of what you're talking yeah. about. I love that that sort of version of a post apocalypse yeah, where mm -hmm. nature has thrived, yeah. survived, right. And, and man, maybe not so much. We have a guest in studio out there listening to the podcast. You can come in the trailer if you want, by the way. You can also grab yourself a beer. Yeah, grab a beer. Grab a beer. That's why they're there. <laughs> Fridge is on the other side of the trailer here. Uh, <coughs> actually, I have a question, too. Yeah. Um, with mm -hmm. your, uh, the, the fact that you're dealing with students all the time yep. and, um, you know, you're busy. Mm-hmm. But do, are you finding any inspiration from them or yeah. thinking about things that when you do have time, you're like making a list mm -hmm. of like 
today I'm inspired to do X or Y or like. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm also in school as well. So like that takes away from the time that I could be making art, but inspirations om almost on a daily basis, if not at least once a week, that um, makes me uh, want to do art that like it, it'll give me a spark of idea that I want to start to explore. And so um, I've ha I started, I, I start so many artworks and then I realize I don't have the time to finish it. And so one that I started recently was during COVID when um, specifically speaking with, with um, Trump in office and, and the state of the country in, in shambles with the, the riot happening. Um, I, I kind of reflected, oh, and I also got my citizenship recently too. And nice. so um, I'm, I'm Japanese, by the way. And, and so thinking about all these things, um, a flag as a symbol of the country, me serving in the military as well, uh, as a Japanese Wait, citizen. You yeah. Oh yeah, how'd you do that? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you served before you were a citizen. Yep. So I'm okay. a legal resident with a green card, and, okay. and so that is good enough to join a military service as a non-citizen, okay. which is... Todd, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so so I did my service and, and got out still as a Japanese citizen and legal resident of the can American States. do this an American do the same thing in Japan nope okay. no nope. um, I tried to get a dual citizenship and Japanese are so uh, um, not not prideful but they are so uh, rich with their culture that they uh -huh. didn't want to give out dual citizenship. yeah don't taint that shit That's, yeah okay. yeah no traditional yep. and very pure yes yeah if we, if any, <laughs> anything about you, <laughs> yeah, you're pure. God, you're I'm definitely pure. Hundred percent Japanese. Yeah. Um, and so, um, uh, what were we talking about before that? Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah, but I have no idea. This is great. I have, yeah. I have a question for the you. beers kicking in. <laughs> yes. Um, so, what culture mm -hmm. and or uh, time period in art history has inspired you most? Good question. Okay. Modern, I think modern. And so, um, speaking of the Renaissance man, I'm I'm teaching my my class the Renaissance right now, and so Da Vinci is a topic, hot topic, mm -hmm. and he was um, hot. He was, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, after that is is essentially when the artists um, started to not have to be constrained by commissions, uh, mm. specifically for the the church right. that you only were able to paint things that wait so was religious. the church the only one giving out commissions back then the church and and royalty? anybody that's rich royalty? yeah royalty people yeah. that had money yeah. you have okay. to be able to afford a portraiture yeah. so they would dress in all of their attire the robe the crown the scepter okay. and jewelry and everything so and you were told what to paint or what yep okay. you you didn't really have an option okay. this is back when the church had a lot of money yeah they don't have any money anymore. it's just, it's a different time now <laughs> yeah and so so to break away from that Photography is what allowed that separation of commission to okay. artists because now you could get a photograph of exactly how you look instead of a painting that may not look like you. Mm -hmm. And so they were more attracted to that. And it was very selective um, um, to be able to get a photograph. Plus, Bob just couldn't make us look real. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he can turn out Bob Ross, right? Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> Happy accidents. Bob the building. Happy, Happy accidents. accidents all day long. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, photography paved the way for artists to start to, well, they could, they didn't have a job anymore, and so they started to explore what they could do, and the rest is kind of history. 
Uh, although modern art is kind of cringy to look at that like no that's, but that's not a that brings up a good question is mm -hmm. your job as an art teacher in the stem high school mm -hmm. um ai proof oh my gosh <laughs> no no what yeah I, there, I can't talk about something that just happened but i just started to realize that ai is becoming an issue in school mm -hmm. whether writing a paper or generating artwork, but um, I can prevent AI-generated artwork from appearing in my classroom because I monitor how the students come up with that idea and then develop it, and, and we kind of have to um, kind of pace ourselves into developing our art. So you can't just like not do anything, and the, the next day you show up with this masterpiece, mm -hmm. and I didn't see you work with on the it. watermark. Was, well, with the watermark, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. just happens often. Really, that's all AI is. It's just robbing. Yeah, you know, yeah. things yeah. that yeah. exist. So, yeah. so randomly a watermark. Sometimes shows. a watermark is on okay. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But AI is a powerful tool. Sure. Um, sure. I really wish I was back in high yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of Take it. Yeah. I've never said that. <laughs> no, actually. I wouldn't want to be back in school no, at I all. I would never uh, go. I wouldn't mind maybe being the age sometimes, but I don't want to be back yeah. in high school. I wouldn't be the age either. But would you, you be the age? If you want to live Knowing what I know now, going back, I don't know. I think it'd be an Yeah, but you can't know. You just got to go back. No, it's, I would It's already know so different. Now. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's yeah, completely different. The yeah. AI, COVID, like there's different ideas starting to already generate. But anyway. Uh, if you want to check out good AI art, then uh, take a look at Anadol Rafik, or excuse me, Rafik Anadol, I think is his name. Um, he literally looks like a mad scientist with like mm. circle glasses, and um, he has a very uh, Dutch accent. I, I'm, I may be butchering where his his from, but um, he uses AI to animate data. And, and create a piece that people can enjoy. and Because so. it could be just a tool for certain artists, yep. as yep. opposed to just a, a way to rip off artists yeah. or an easy way out. You there's, know? there's controversies with it, um, submitting artworks that are AI-generated, but you put the prompt in, and mm -hmm. there's no other painting yeah. like it. Yeah, and for sure. There's a student right. that won a competition. Yeah, but I did the search. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But right. wouldn't some of the students in the STEM classes be the same ones that will be developing or fine tuning or mm -hmm. having to deal with the ethics of all of this in the future as yeah. well? So yeah. having that exposure might. That's and, and that's interesting that you bring that up because like the same group of kids that are that we are take, uh, uh, um, starting to get now were in the middle of the pandemic where they were homeschooled or remotely and online uh, learned and and social skill for that matter during junior high that's that's kind of when you learn how to behave as a student uh, with your junior peers with your worst. teacher <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like crawling like sheep and yeah. kittens and monkeys <laughs> all in one and um <laughs> and yeah. and so so they they kind of know how to work the system or yeah. or not be engaged because they didn't know how to engage in front of a computer that you didn't have to show your face on perhaps and so so we're we're starting to deal with those those uh situations but i i did hear that the same engineers who are creating ai now mm -hmm. and <clears throat> the same engineers that are creating things that, cr that you can make art from ai are going to be the same engineers that's going to create the software that's going to tell you the difference between real art <laughs> and ai art you know right now i am that software you are right? it yeah. i am it yeah and so 
Um, it's it's a tricky, tricky situation to be in. And I don't want to talk too soon because we've been podcasting for about 13 years. You could take so your voice. So we could voice, probably have enough yep. content at this point that we could just type in a subject. It just creates itself. And then just... Give me 45 minutes of co- new content with and existing. And we'll just sit in the trailer and drink beer and listen to how AI makes the podcast for us. So it'll be great. <laughs> we don't have to do anything anymore. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, bikes that take you up to the summit without pedaling. Tesla bikes. Tesla bikes. Tesla bikes. Yeah, yeah, this is our future. Hmm. Oh, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm All right, Joel. Anything else? What? Jesus, what do we? That was deep. What, anything uh, else? Did we miss anything? Like, uh, what do we talk pro- about with? Probably the jazzy chairs that'll take us to the grocery. Jazzy store. chairs are pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Jazzy chairs. So. That's the um, which cartoon was that? Where essentially is our future? Uh, like with the, the robots. Futurama. What's that? No, no, no. It's a, It's one of the Pixar ones. It'll come to me in a second. Wally. 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 Oh yep. my God. Yep. Human yeah. humans and Wally, where everybody is now <laughs> just <laughs> bound to their chairs yeah. and they just. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. our future right there. So, uh, Ogden Twilight is uh, around the corner. Do you oh, miss pick, uh, picking up confetti? Oh, that's uh, right. I was going to ask: Are your kids are allowed to have any glitter or confetti since you had to pick it up for years? <laughs> you had your share of nights, didn't you? Picking up confetti. I mean, in in the classroom, I can be the one to tell them to pick up. Mm. Whereas mm. at the amphitheater, we were the ones blowing it with the the leaf blower mm-hmm. and picking mm-hmm. it. Also, up isn't it more the artists mm-hmm. than the kids that were the problem with the confetti? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, thinking that's, of one in particular. <laughs> yep, <laughs> love him, but <laughs> the mess that he left. <laughs> Great show, though. Great yeah. show. Yeah. And I I miss that he's not. coming This is one of the first years back. he's not coming back, no, right? Yeah. But he's like, there's a Salt Lake date that was yep. too close or something. We're we not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you were. I think everything. Wayne Coin, Wayne Coin, come back, yeah. make a mess. <laughs> we will welcome you. We're ready. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're ready. ready for the confetti <laughs> and the giant mylar balloons. Hashtag ready for the confetti. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Joel, do you have any parting words for budding artists who are in high school or even in college and oh the direction they should go? Oh, with your infinite wisdom of artists, you're putting me on the spot with yes, that question. Yes, I am. I am. You have about a second to think about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, so I did advising for undergrad art students for six, seven years. And so Mm -hmm. my advice would obviously be steady income, easy to find jobs. None of this applies. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, uh, it's it's every other lesson that comes with uh, arts and humanities job. And so hiring at the bike shop if they need jobs while they're working out there, which is often the case. Right. So have a backup. It's it's a means. Right. Uh, But I think more more than anything. And then you're just starting a little earlier than I did. It's that idea of arts and humanities students learning those. We called them soft skills to be better citizens, period, with whatever is thrown at them. They are the population that pivots quicker, Mm -hmm. that adapts quicker, um, that just sees things differently than literally anyone else. They they have a different perspective about the world around them. And I think that those Um, lessons mixed in with maybe a little bit of renaissance and Mm -hmm. shading, you know, is basically going to produce those students that are, you know, I think they're better. How do we get, how do we teach people to be more like you? (laughs) Like who's open to change and watch one and done and and less like me who like doesn't want any change. (laughs) 
you know, I think that that's why we work so well together. <laughs> yeah. The yin okay. and the yang. Yin and yang all day long here, yeah. That's very true. It is true. I think some of it comes with this exactly. I think it's just the idea of I do believe that art students, theater students, people that where a little bit of rejection is part of that process or critique is. is part of that process, you come out the other side not feeling, you know, yeah. stuck so much. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's the answer, but it's definitely yeah. one. No, it's definitely like art. You have to kind of accept and deal with failure all the time, about 80 percent of the time. Whoa, that's listen. We're, I'm trying to rap. But that is <laughs> that's huge because kids don't deal with rejection right now. Yep. And and that's what I learned in college is going through the art program. There was critiques and yep. people essentially it's your job in that class to tell you you suck and where to improve. Yep. And so to learn to go through that, we would never say suck. <laughs> that is no, they, use other, the they point. use other words like um. I would make different choices he here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. you process it. <laughs> the yeah. lesson wasn't yeah. that you sucked. <laughs> He was, oh, I got it. I got it loud and clear. You got clear. it clear? Loud and clear, yeah. Yeah, but I, it, is a, it is good for everyone to go through that exercise to, yes. to, to experience getting feedback. Yep. Because yeah. um, a lot of kids uh, might be raised with, with parents that don't give negative feedback. And so the first time they hear that might be in a school <laughs> yeah. situation. My boy's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. Don't yeah. change a thing. Right. You're it, absolutely perfect. Right. Don't you change anything about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So getting that or experiencing that mm -hmm. or going through that is helpful because typically in an art class, they do it in a way that you're not absolutely tearing people down. Yeah. You're just giving suggestions. Nope. And, I, I, yeah. When I patrol my class, right, I'm making sure everybody's <laughs> working. But at the same time, I'm stopping by to see like, hey, what are you doing there? Or like that is looking the way it should be, or I'm, I'm starting to see the picture. And so I try not to give uh, praises like, good job, right? Like, yeah. good job kind of is like, oh, that's all I would if it's say. good, then I'm done. Yeah. And so like, that Dude, kind that's of dope. that work. Yeah. They, just, <laughs> they just pack things up and take off. <laughs> try, try to be the cool teacher. Maybe art isn't for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's, try, let's try theater. <laughs> or music. So, no, no, no. We we recognize what's working. There's always podcasting. <laughs> if you can't teach podcast, if you can't do this podcast, if the if the if the bike stuff doesn't work, just think about podcasting. Have you thought about about, pod, about podcasting your bike experience, like? Like you're like showing how to repair. A I mean, those guys crush it. Anybody on YouTube, not podcast necessarily, but anybody on YouTube that's like, here's how to replace your derailleur, blah, blah, blah. Like, have you thought about that? We we do have a. a yeah. See, you have to. Up, but but yeah. yeah, we we literally have to. Yeah. It's marketing yeah. one on one it's, these days. It's a part of our world. Let me know if you yeah. need help with that. I can help you. Yeah. yeah. Braden Bra Bra was very against it at first, but now we're 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 warming them up Embrace yeah. right. come on right. jump I'm, on board Brayden. i'm embracing it okay. yeah okay. Braden, this was me uh pre-cameras pre-75 cameras I, did, in one. I did drag my feet a little i'm old school like i like the audio mm -hmm. right but uh you got to meet the people where they are yeah. and uh content is content uh and so i would rather somebody enjoy our programming in the corner of their screen while they're working, if that's how they enjoy it. And we so. try to treat it like, uh, I, I'm a huge Dan Patrick sports fan, but and it's a radio show first. Mm -hmm. So we podcast first, and the cameras are more like you're, 
what's it called when you're just stare you're watching somebody it's like a little voyeur 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 <laughs> yeah you're you're on the outside looking at like we're not like right here looking at the camera most of the time so we're yeah. you're just you're just sort of watching the behind the scenes that's sort of how we approach the Can- recording candid yeah can't a little more candid yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Candid sounds better than voyeuristic. Voyeuristic's <laughs> <Yeah>. badass. Yeah. <laughs> and illegal in some states. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different show. It's a different show. Different show. Thanks, Joel. Of course. Do you have a website where we can go find your art? Um, Instagram, anything? Oh, I do. Okay. It is Joel Kitamura. <laughs> I like dot Sorry, I interrupted. Joel Kitamura.weebly.com. Yep. Weebly.com. Yep. Kitamura is just how it sounds. Yep. Just sound it out. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> Todd, anything? You got anything for arts as we close out the no, show? No, no, but I do have to do a quick little update. And maybe this was your story as well, but I would be remiss. We would be remiss if we did not address uh, that. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is uh, was in town today, Jesus, uh, in Park City. So yeah. we started talking about this. This happened about seven years ago. And We've so been we, covering this story hot for seven <laughs> years. Just I'm so probably kind of teasing. Can't believe you're down yeah. here right now. More teasing. Yeah. Well, she, she was supposed to be on today, but we we told her we had Bingham on. Her first, like, yeah. her first day of trial didn't go very him. well. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's do just a quick little update on that. So Gwyneth Paltrow was in Park City today for the start of a trial over a. Retired optometrist who's not interested in doing this for the money, by the way. Uh, <laughs> his allegation that the actor and entrepreneur, uh, Goop, Ms. Goop, Goop, uh, Ms. Goop, crashed into him on the ski slope in 2016. Mm. So, what were you doing in 2016? Yeah, we were in school. School, yeah. He well, wants all the no, Goop it's, money. No, it was just out of school. Yep. Uh, left him with serious injuries and said, we don't want that, obviously. No, uh, nobody. Both Paltro and the former doctor, Terry Sanderson, were present in the courtroom. So she was in town today over in Park City. She was uh, going to run his ass over again in the courtroom is what she was going to do. <laughs> or have her yeah. people do it. That's uh, yeah, yeah. As their attorneys laid out conflicting recollections of the incident that occurred at Park City's Deer Valley Resort. Uh, a central question during the trial, which is expected to last eight days. Mm. That's a lot. They have that much to talk about. Uh, will be one uh, who was uphill. Oh, yeah. The, who was uphill and who was downhill during the incident because Utah lost as a downhill skier has the right of way. The jury will have to decide whether Paltrow acted negligently during the encounter. Mm. Uh, Sanderson's lawsuit originally filed in 2019, so it came to him three years after the accident, alleges Paltrow slammed into him with one witness using the term hit and run. Paltrow, however, and she's big. All like, 90s, she's huge. Okay, so that was going to be my yeah. question. Is yeah. like I feel like she's waifish. She's slight. <laughs> I think is a good word. She's she's slight. Mm. Paltrow, however, has contended the retired doctor became entangled with her from behind <laughs> and pulled her In down a hot into tub the later snow with them. Is what the yeah. <laughs> I like how that was all worded. Yeah. Mm. In opening statement, Sanderson's attorneys cited findings from the doctors who said he. Uh, the nature of his injuries, such as his broken ribs, point to Paltro as the skier who initiated the crash. How can you tell what a br- who broke your ribs? Yeah, or he just fell hard on the on his side and broke his own rib. I you think can that, do that. Uh, was there like a Goop logo? The <laughs> injuries. Yeah, she hit him so hard. This Goop logo on him. Oh my gosh! So let's make sure and follow up on that over the next eight days. Hundred percent. Eight days. Yeah, eight of days trial. of fun. 
I don't know. Is this live on T? Can we watch this on C-SPAN or something? I want to watch it. Yeah. I'll have to ask Joe. He watches C-SPAN regularly. So. Yeah. Call we, between all of us, we must know someone on that jury. Oh, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. we got to get him on the show. Okay. So if anybody <laughs> is a little more intimate than us, we want to know more details. So please let us know. Or at least yeah. afterwards. Yeah. God, that's a... Okay. Maybe Park City TV will cover it. So basically PC what TV I'm saying is, is say a little prayer tonight for Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Always. we worry about her. Yeah, she might lose all 10 But she's countersuing for $1. She is not. Are you serious? Yeah. It's it's more of just a principal thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I hope he has to pay for all of her fees. Is that goop money? <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of moisturizing money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also sells weird shit, too, on there. I don't know. Life, she, a lot of lifestyle yeah, things. lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, the only thing I have, and... We sort of touched on this was that the trails are not ready for they're not mountain bike ready yet. Not ready. Yep. Yeah. No. Um see in June. Like when are we gonna be like it's gonna be this a while. this type of year? Um I would say end of June, probably. Wow. If not later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last season I saw like this was 2018, 2019, and uh mountain biking, you know, in low snow basin, like Willer Canyon. It was uh yeah, late June, early July. That's crazy. Okay. So probably later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this week's outdoor jukebox, we will leave you with eleventh hour um from If and When. These are eighteen, nineteen year old kids, and their influence is Pink Floyd, thank God. <laughs> and <clears throat> they play their music is damn good. Damn good. You wouldn't know they were high school, right out of high school. I think some of them were still in high school. Um, anyway, we're releasing a, a track at night on our Van Sessions YouTube this week and with the full episode released on Friday night. So 7 o'clock, tune in to a new track. This is the track that was released. You're listening to this on Wednesday because that's when it comes out, so last night, so whatever. <laughs> but it's 11th hour, if and when, on Van Sessions at The Monarch. Um fan sessions on youtube you can catch all of that stuff that's it for the ogden arts and adventure show and we'll see you next week thanks for coming thanks for coming